0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. We'll praise the Lord, somebody. My, 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 my. Somebody give the Lord a hand, praise. It is good to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Amen. Praise God, we done had church, amen, God is here to minister, grab your Bibles, you can remain seated this morning, just follow me in your your Bible, amen, grab your Bibles, remain seated, open up with me to 1 John chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 15, I'm sorry? First John, all these parents taking these beautiful kids. Parents, make sure y'all go get them after church. Don't leave them with me. First John, chapter number three, 15. Elbow your neighbor and tell them, get ready for a word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Light unto my path. Amen. you got it, shout amen. If you don't, follow the screen. 1 John 3.15, whosoever hates his brother is a... Y'all got to watch 1 John now. He didn't have no tact. He just told it like it was. He that hates his brother is a murderer, and you know no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. He said, here's how we know God's love. You want to measure the love of God? He's going to tell you how to do it. Here's how we can see it, understand it, and perceive it. Because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever has this world's good and sees his brother have need and shut up his bowels of compassion from him. Somebody read it with me out loud. How dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in what? He said, don't give me no lip service. Amen. Jesus manifests his love with action. Sacrifice, given. Let's not love in, in, in word, neither in tongue, but let us love indeed in deed and truth. And this scripture rocks my world. 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth. Did y'all catch that? This is how you can know if you're in the truth: is by your love and your giving to your brother. That is too much. That is too much. This is how you know. You can talk all you want to. Talk religious. He said, but balance your checkbook and you'll see who you love. I'm just going to preach and applaud myself today, all right? Turn to Genesis chapter number 14, verse 14. Amen. Praise God. Genesis. If you can't find Genesis, look on the screen. And when God heard that, now I'm jumping right in the middle of something, but I'm going to explain it when we get to, uh, into the, the, the lesson, the teaching. And when Abraham heard that his brother, which was actually his nephew, was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318 men, and pursued them unto Dan. Somebody shout 318. He divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and they smote them and pursued them into Haba, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods. He also brought back again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of that dude And of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheba, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, somebody say Melchizedek. And Melchizedek, king, somebody shout king. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought bread and wine and was the priest of the most high God. What you got to understand in Old Testament, you couldn't be a king and a priest. But we've just been introduced to a stranger we've never seen before who is a king and a priest. So he must be God. Amen. He must be God. And 14. And, and, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered your enemy into your hand and he gave him and he gave him of what of everything notice the tithe was not to get a blessing but it was a response to a blessing until right he done been blessed he done been blessed abraham's tithe was not to get a blessing It was a response to the blessing. One more place. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter number seven. Hebrews seven and one. I really have to read this because Melchizedek is such, uh, um, he's a personality that we don't get a lot of information on. Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and he blessed him. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth of all he had. First being by interpretation, Nashvin explained the king. He is the king of righteousness. Who is the king of righteousness? He is the king of Salem, which actually, salam, shalom, which means peace. He is the king of peace. Who is the king of peace? Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, he abideth a priest continually. Amen. He had no beginning, he had no end, and he's still high priest. Now consider, verse four, how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Everybody knew how great Abraham was when this was written. Trust me. And he said, he's the patriarch. That's that, a patriarch. Patriarch means he's the person who is considered to be the founder of our faith. Patriarch. He's the founder of a movement. He's the founder of a family He's the founder of the order. So, as great as we know how Abra uh, as great as we know Abraham is, he said, I don't you stop and consider how great this man was that Abraham would pay tithes. Father, lead us in this sermon this morning. Guide us and direct us. We preached it last week. No natural man can receive from the things of the Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, open up our spirits. Let me preach with Spirit, and, and you'll be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, we started last week. Give me my, my banner up here, Colby, right quick, if you don't mind. We started this year off with a series we called First Things First out of Matthew six thirty three. Remember that scripture? scripture? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things is going to be added unto you. And what we've learned is when we put God, follow me now, when we put God and his perfect will for our lives first, then there's going to be some divine additions as opposed to subtractions. Amen. Somebody just wave at me if you're tired of subtractions. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. Amen. He said, if you would put me first, there's going to be divine addition in your life as opposed to subtraction. The Bible says Satan is out to, he's out to subtract, amen? Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy. So Satan's ultimate goal is subtraction. But Matthew 6, is a promise of addition. It's a promise of addition for those who dare to put God and his interests first. In other words, when God's divine order for my life becomes a priority, somebody shout priority. When God's divine order for my life becomes a priority in my life, then my needs become a priority to God. Amen? If your needs are not a priority to God, it's simply because you have not made God a priority. I need you to get a hold of that this morning. God himself said, I'm going to see to it that the things you need and the things you desire are supernaturally added to your life. So we spent nearly two months learning how to reprioritize our lives, our time, our relationships, our jobs, amen? We're learning how to put God first in every aspect of our life. Today, we're going to close the series, Lord will Today, we're going to close out the series with putting God first in our money. Did I cuss? Did something else come out? or I'm sorry, I thought. Now, I'm very aware of the dangerous territory I'm about to tread. Not because you don't give, not because you don't like to give, but because of the extreme abuse and the tactics of manipulation that have been used by the church to get people to give. So let your guard down. Reach over and shake your neighbor, loosen them up. Say, let your guard down. Let your guard down, amen. I tell him you're a little ruffled in the back. Let it let it lie. Let it lie. Amen. Your feathers are a little ruffled. It's easy. Easy now. Easy. Some of y'all reached around and grabbed your wallet. I saw you. Preacher ain't getting in my wallet. I don't want it in your wallet. Amen. Let you let your guard down. And go with me to the word. Somebody shout the word. Go with me to the word. And let's discover God's perfect balance in putting him first in our finances. And remember, God's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to position you to receive what he has I'm going to say that again before I even start preaching. God's not trying to get anything from you. He's simply trying to position you to receive what he has for you. So the two aspects that we're going to deal with today is tithes and offerings. I understand it's late. That ain't my fault. Amen. I ain't cutting the word short because you were long winded. Amen. We got to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do, right? So the two aspects we're going to deal with, maybe if it's, I might save one for next week, is tithes and offerings. Or put to another way today, we're going to deal with our, our way of giving to God and to man. First, let's deal with our giving to God in the tithe. Tithe, what is the tithe? What? Is, wait on me, sister. What is the tithe? Amen, I'm finna revolutionize you tithers. Amen, I don't know if everybody tithes, that's not my point this morning, but I'm finna revolutionize, amen, even if you are a tither, why you tithe? What is a tithe? Amen, well the Hebrew word for tithe is, come on sister, 10th. 10th, why a 10th? Why not an eighth? Why not a fifth? Why not a fourth? Because a tenth represents the whole. Amen. Our entire numerical system is made up of ten digits. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's it. That is the sum total of our numerical system. Amen. Twenty is simply ten twice. Thirty is simply ten Oh, I can't get nothing past y'all. 100 is simply 10, 10 times. 1 million is simply 10, 100,000 times. 1 billion is simply 10, 100 million times. 1 trillion is, I don't know what 1 trillion is, but are you getting the point? (laughs) Amen. 10 represents the whole. A tithe is a 10th and it represents the whole. A tithe is a 10th and it represents the whole. So the sum total of all you have is represented in your tithe. Anything less than a 10th is a misrepresentation of the whole. So people ask me, should I pay tithes on the gross or should I pay tithes on the net? Well, I got your answer. Only tithe on what you give God credit for giving you. Huh? Like that old boy come up and told the pastor, said, pastor, I just can't tithe. Man, I make so much money. Do you realize how much that check would be if I wrote a tithe check? Amen. It would be more than my house note. He said, you're going to have to pray for me. Amen. Pastor grabbed his hand and said, Father, in the name of Jesus, would you please reduce his income to the point that he can pay tithes? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Amen. Tell your neighbor, a tithe is a tenth and a tenth represents it all. So now that we've established what the tithe is, why do you tithe? Why was the tithe given? Now, if we're no longer under the old covenant, but if we're under the new covenant, what Hebrew calls a better covenant based upon better promises, then it is not acceptable to say that we are supposed to pay tithes because the law said to. Let me add, boy, I've got y'all's attention. Y'all have never heard your pastor preach on money. First time ever. Let me add right here that anything done as a service to God under the new covenant that's done by law, coercion, or obligation is no service at all. That's why it's not in the New Testament as a law because in the New Testament, it's about worship from your heart. And if I was required to pay it, if I was demanded to pay it, then it wouldn't be love at all. It was because that's what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of us are paying tithes because we think it's what we're supposed to do and we've robbed ourselves of our worship. Amen, realizing what the tithe is really for. Can you go with me this morning? Amen. So if you give anything, offering or tithe, and your reason for giving is because the Bible said so, you are in error. Boy, it's quiet this morning. Pray for me, Mark, would you? That is religion you have become very religious in your tithing. So in order to find out why the tithe was given, why the tithe was given, amen. In other words, it's important you know if you're a tither, why you're tithing. Because if not, you don't get the credit for it. You're just religious. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. And it has no connection to God. So my question this morning is, why is the tithe even given? Amen. So in order to find out why it was given, we have to go back before the law. Amen. Let's go back before the law. All the way back to the beginning. Somebody shout, first things first. All the way back to the Genesis. All the way back to the founding father of our faith, who is Abraham. Now, the Bible says that five kings allied to take over the entire country. Amen. Five kings were sweeping across the land. They had done over this kingdom, that kingdom. Can you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of soldiers must have been involved following five kings? Can you imagine this? Not one kingdom, five kingdoms was sweeping the country and they were wiping out everybody because they said, everybody is going to serve us. Everybody's going to serve us. Well, in doing so, they took Sodom and Gomorrah. They took Sodom and Gomorrah, which is where Lot, Abraham's nephew, was living at the time. Abraham heard about it. He took 300 men to go and retrieve his nephew and his family. Did you hear what I just said? They were five kings with their armies of thousands. Abraham gathered up 300 men and said, let's go get them. What a pastor. Gathered up 300 men and said, let's go get them. So Abraham and 300 men conquered Five allied kings and all their armies, and they brought back lot. They brought back the people who were taken captive, as well as all the goods that were taken by the allied kings. And on their way back, they had a divine encounter. Amen. The most mystical—I uh, 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 didn't say mysterious—the most mystical character in the Bible, Melchizedek. On their way back, the Bible says Melchizedek, king of peace, who was the priest of the most high God, Jesus Christ himself, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, came out to meet Abraham. And the Bible says this divine king blessed Abraham and said, blessed be the most high God that has delivered your enemies into your hands. And the Bible says, Abraham gave him tithes of everything. Abraham did not tithe because of a law. There was no law. He did not tithe out of obligation because there was no obligational service established. Just like today, there is no law saying I must tithe. There is no obligational service established. That's why in the New Testament, amen, you won't find a worship service. In the Old Testament, they knew what horns to blow. They know when to blow them. They knew what tambourines. They knew who was supposed to do the singing. Are y'all following me? Amen. There is worship services that will blow your mind in the Old Testament, amen. But it was all based on legalism. So in the New Testament, there are no worship services. Amen. Because worship is an expression of my heart. And it wouldn't do me no good. Amen. It would be like me getting up in the morning and my wife uh, writing me a note and said, okay, at 2.30, you need to tell me you love me. And oh, by the way, give me some flowers and leave them on the table. Huh? So here I come at (laughs) 2.30. I love you. (laughs) That's what a lot of your worship looks like on Sunday morning. (laughs) Help me out, sis. I'm going to get in the bind, amen. I'm supposed to be here, amen. I can tell you the way you look when you walked in. You didn't want to be here, but here I am. Here I am, God. Here's, I love you, amen. Oh, my God, I got too far to go to be playing with you. Amen. Hey, listen to me. That's what, what kind of relationship would it be if my wife had to tell me to tell her I love her, had to tell me to buy her a card, had to tell me when her birthday is, and this sounds like our life. Woo! Oops, conviction just hit me right there, amen. Uh, that, that wouldn't be relationship at all. So God didn't put worship in the New Testament, amen. He wanted whatever your worship is to be an expression of your love to heal. If you sat over here was quietly and your heart is worshiping God, God said, I love it. If you're running the building like this crazy bearded guy, I said, what is that man doing? Somebody catch him. <laughs> He's on fire. Put him back. Huh? That's why they no law for tithing. Amen. God, somebody pray for your pastor this morning. Amen. So Abraham didn't call, he didn't tithe because of a law. He didn't tithe because he was just supposed to. He didn't, he didn't tithe out of obligational service. When, gave, when Abraham gave the tithe, he was simply acknowledging that everything he acquired was because of God. Abraham paid tithe on the spoils of war as an act of worship saying, it was the hand of God that gave me all of this. Oh, God. It was the hand of God that gave me all of this. Abraham's tithe was a sacrifice of praise and honor given to the God who had given him the victory. My God, I'll never tithe the same, Amen. Abraham's tithe was Abraham's declaration to God that I could not have done this without your strength. Oh, come on, preacher. Hey man, God didn't help me do it. I'm the one out there busting my back.) Uh, Oh I'm finna mess up there. I can feel it. Hey, man, I'm the one out there. It's my sweat. It's my strength. It's me making the money for our family. Okay, okay, sir. Okay, sir. If it's not God's helping you, then I'm gonna ask him to take only one thing that he has given you away from you. Not everything, one thing. Your breath. Now go on. Go make your living. Go, go sweat. Go work. Go. Oh my God, y'all ain't gonna help me because I'm talking about money, but I'm gonna preach anyway, amen. Tell me, God, you may not know it and you may not have, but if God wasn't still exhaling, you could never inhale, amen. And you may not double shot tie. You may be taking the breath God gave you and cussing God with it, but God's still going. Is anybody in this building with me? So Abraham wasn't doing nothing out of obligation. He was so in honored. He was so honored that God would give him such a victory that he said, I'm going to give a tenth. Somebody shout a i I'm going to. It's a form of worship to the king of Melchizedek. So. If Abraham set the precedence for tithing, then tithing is not about the law. It's not about obligation. It's about worship. You with me so far? It was all about worship. It was all about worship. It's not about paying you dues. It's about giving honor to God for all he has given you. It's not about paying dues, I'm gonna say it again. It's about giving honor to God for all that he has given you. That tithe acknowledges, I can't do it by my own strength and I wouldn't have had it had it not been for God. Amen. I wouldn't even have what I have had it not been for God. It's the greatest level of worship in your giving that you're ever gonna to get to enter into. Amen. It's the gift of honor. And some of you come up here every Sunday morning. Amen. And you sweat all the way up here and you sweat all the way back because it's a sacrifice of faith for some of you. Amen. It's a sacrifice of faith. Amen. the 90% is not enough to take care of what I got. But I got to give God some glory in this worship service. And oh, somebody ought to help me. So I am going to honor him with the 10th, which acknowledges God Everything belongs to you. Tithes cannot be demanded or required by the law because then it would cease to be an act of worship. Are you with me? We've missed it. I didn't use this scripture on purpose because this is what preachers use as a club to beat people up. But we've missed it. Using the scripture in Malachi, will a man rob God? I've heard preachers saying I've said it too. If you don't tithe, you're driving a stolen vehicle. If you don't tithe them clothes you got stolen, bring them up here, they belong to Jesus. Huh? You're gonna leave here naked walking. Huh? We've missed it with that concept. We've totally missed it with that concept, amen. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've missed it when we use that scripture by reducing the robbing of God to money. I'm say that again. We've missed it when we reduce the robbing of God to money. Why? Because God ain't got no money. Now, wait a minute, I've always been taught my money's his money. No, just listen to me. Get out of your religious self. He ain't got no money. And he don't need no money. Because if he needed money, he'd be just like you. He wouldn't be God. Because money is a medium of exchange. Oh, my God. So say, God, I robbed him of his medium of exchange is to say, God has to give something to get something. And God is God all by himself. So we have missed it. When we jump up here and preach, you're robbing God by holding his money. Oh my God, I am so, I'm I'm, I'm so concerned that heaven ain't gonna pay its light bill. Cause you're not tithing. Oh God, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, what's heaven gonna do? He's not gonna be able to bless the poor. He's not because you are withholding your tithe. and, And us preachers just harp on that and we've drawn the wrong picture, amen. Can I take it a little deeper this morning? Amen. Robbing God is not withholding from him money or your stuff, Withholding of the tithes does not, are y'all catching it? I'm gonna keep on. Does not rob God of money. It robs him of the glory and the honor that is due him for the money that he has provided. Did you catch it? He said, that's what you're robbing God of. You're not robbing God of money. He said, you're robbing God of what you owe God. Amen. And what you owe God is glory. What you owe God is honor. What you owe God is thanksgiving. Amen. What you owe God? My God. So tithing is about honor, giving honor where honor is due. Tithing is worship. I I, I look at it like this. Withholding my tithe does not rob God, it robs me. It robs me of an opportunity to worship God. It robs me of an opportunity to let God know, I know without you, I am nothing. I know without you, I can't do anything. I know without you, Lord, my lights would be shut off. My cabinets would be empty. Woo, somebody help me. So you don't tithe. Here's another myth. You don't tithe. I need a napkin. You you don't tithe to get blessed. I'm going to say this again. You don't tithe to get blessed. That's the other message us preachers use. If you'll just do it. If you'll just do it. If you'll just do it. Wait, they said I got one. I got it, Mike, thank you. Amen. If you'll just do it, God will bless you. And if you don't do it, he's standing there with a hammer and he's gonna crush your little head. huh? I mean, us preachers can be cruel. Amen. Uh, uh, No, 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 no. Not according to our father Abraham. Let's go back past the law. Stay with me now. I'm going to come back to that point. Uh, So, you don't tithe to get blessed. Tithing is worship for the blessing you already received. Tithing ain't looking forward, tithing is looking backwards my, 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 my that I'm not coming up here saying oh my God see that changes everything next Sunday when you march up here with your little tithe that changes everything, oh my God, oh my God I'm not sure but I'm going to give it because the Bible says that he'll give me something back, amen no, it's coming up here with a tenth saying amen, I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow but I can tell you what he done yesterday and the only reason I got a tithe is oh somebody help me it's because God gave it to me so I'm going to dance all the way to The offering, and I'm going to dance all the way back to my seat. And it ain't about what He can do for me, it's about my adoration and recognition that He is my God. Oh, God, somebody help me. You don't tithe to get blessed. If you do, you've been tithing wrong. Maybe that's why it's not working. Then I've got to tithe, I've got to tithe out. It's a law. It's a law. You know what? When you get your tithe check, you need to get a screaming goat and drag it to church with you. Brr! Brr! Don't you know that's embarrassing? Y'all can sin during the week nobody ever know it. You can slip in here and get forgiveness. But in the law, brr! Well, old Scott didn't make it this week. He's got a goat. Oh, old Scott must have failed this week. He brought a goat. Amen. And you're, shh, be quiet, shh, be quiet. Huh? Amen. Are y'all listening to me? So if you're gonna tithe legalistic, you—that's worship. Then you ought to worship legalistic and come in here with a knife and a goat and cut his throat. Can y'all receive this this morning? No, sir. You don't tithe to get blessed. Tithing is worship for what you've already been blessed with. And God, this is the my, this is my faith that says, if you bless me this far, you can bless me again. But God, if you don't bless me, I love you and I honor you. And I'm gonna praise you, not just with lip service. Oh, somebody help me now. I'm not just gonna praise you with lip service. I'm gonna praise you with my money. Why? Because I don't just need you in my body. I need you in my money. Let me tell you something right now. If you have no income in this church, if you have no income and you live on food stamps and you go buy $100 worth of groceries, if I was you, I'm not telling you you got to do this because this ain't legalism. If I was you, I would separate 10% of my groceries and I would bring me a box and I would lay it at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Are y'all okay? Simply because that is your livelihood. That is your money. Amen. And you need to get out of this. Well, I ain't got no money. I I can't tithe. If you got groceries, you got to tithe. It'll come out in a minute. I got I got called food stamps. Hey man, who do you think provided the food stamps? Huh? Amen. So if I was you, I'd gather up 10% and I'd bring it. Amen. I'd lay it at the feet of God, not because God needs your food, but because you need to declare the glory of the Lord in your life. Amen. Not are you saying, not only are you saying that, that God gave me the 90. Amen. And God deserves the glory, but you're saying when you bring your little box, 90%'s in my cabinets and it all because of God. So I just come to worship. I just come to worship. Not because I have to, amen, because I want God to know. I know who my source is. I know who my strength is. I know who gave me what I got, amen. So, so now, now listen to me. Here, let's go back to what I said. We don't, we don't tithe to get blessed, but tithing is worship and you cannot worship without being blessed. Seek ye, seek ye first. You can't get your worshipful priorities right and God not bless you. Why? Because it's the nature of God. Matter of fact, he said, how do you say you got the love of God in you and you know people who need some stuff and you're not providing it? John said, I question your salvation. Oh my God! He didn't just say that. Tying my salvation to my money—I'm just telling you what John said. He said, "This is kind of how you know—not because you speak in tongues every now and then, not because you showed up this morning. This can how you know if you're really in the truth or you just talk a lot about it." Amen. It's by your benevolence of love, because God is love, and God's love can't help but bless. Come on. Boy, this stuff will tear your belly up, won't it? This is me. You cannot tithe. Tithe is worship. And you cannot tithe. You cannot worship and God not bless you. You can't put God first and there be no additions in your life. You cannot put God first and there be no additions in your life. As a matter of fact, God said, if you do worship me in the tithe, I'm going to open up some divine resources. Amen, So abundant that you won't even have room enough to receive it. God said, I'll rebuke the thief that's still in your harvest. I'll rebuke the thief that's still in your health. I'll rebuke the thief that's stealing your relationships. Amen. I'll rebuke the thief that's stealing your promotions. As a matter of fact, look at this. The Bible says uh, that when Abraham gave the tithe, that, it's in Genesis. I don't think I gave you this scripture, Nisha. Genesis 15 and 1. Catch this. I just read out of Genesis 14. And the Bible says, amen, when, when Abraham tithe, Genesis 15 and 1 says, somebody read it with me. After these Somebody say after. After these things. What things? Abraham just gave him a 10th. Abraham just gave him worship. He said after Abraham's little worship service came, the Lord came to Abraham in a vision said, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am going to be your shield. I'm going to be your reward. Not just reward. There it is. Somebody get your revelation. I'm going to be exceeding your exceeding great reward. You know what a shield is? That's your protector. That's your defense. That's a barrier around you. Whoa, this giving's getting good now because when I worship, God said, I'm going to stand around you and tell the devil, Come on, big boy. You just rest. Huh? My God, I should have made you wait on that tithe. You ought to shout it all the way down here this morning. God said, Abraham, because you wanted to worship me and you're giving, I'm going to be your shield. Are you tired of the devil getting to you? Are you tired of the devil getting to your money? Are you tired of the enemy getting to your relationships? Are you tired? Oh, somebody help me in this place. He said, if you, amen. He said, Abraham, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be your shield and I'm going to be your exceeding great what? Reward you can't get a reward because reward means to recompense or remunerate. So I can't put nothing in you hadn't poured out. And what's awesome, he said, hey, uh, come up here and give, and, and you're going to find money in your, in, your, in, your, in your bank account and money in your, in your, in your uh, mailbox. And praise God, you just might. I don't know, but I got something better for you. God said, money ain't going to be your reward. I'm going to be your reward. I'd rather have the God than the money because I got the God. Is anybody listening to me in this place this morning? He said, I'm going to be your reward. Amen. That's that, the difference there to me is, Kenny, you going to the bank and bringing me $10 out of your banking account instead of you just bringing the bank and giving it to me. That's what God said. You can just expect a little blessing or you can have the very resources of where all the blessings coming from. Abraham, that's that's what I'm gonna be because you'll worship. So the question remains. Can y'all stay with me a little longer? I may not be able to go into phase two of this sermon. Amen. So the question remains to be answered. Should I tithe? Y'all won't say this or no. Should I tithe? Well, let me answer the question like this. Abraham did. I love preaching to spiritual people. Abraham did, and Galatians chapter number three, let me throw these out here. Galatians chapter number three, verse number 29, says, if you, be, if you belong to Jesus, then you are what? And heirs according to the promise. Let me give you another. Galatians 3, 7. Galatians 3, 7 says, Know you therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of? Jesus said, I didn't give it to you. Amen. Jesus stood and said, If you were the children of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham. And Abraham worshipped with his tithe. Can I tell you? We are not the seed of Moses. We are not the children of the law. We are the children, we are the seed of Abraham and we are the children of faith. And tithing is an expression of the same faith that the patriarch worshiped with. I'm just doing what my roots are. My roots is I'm a worshiper not lip service, not just lip service. He said, Abraham said, but I'm a worshiper. You know what tithing prepared him for? Tithing was preparing Abraham to live a life of faith and sacrificial, sacrificial giving. Amen. Because it wasn't too long later, God asked him for his son. Let me tell you what. If you won't give the tithe, you sure not, you will not give the ultimate sacrifice wasn't long, he said, lay your son on that altar. Abraham said, I've been here and done this before. I know what sacrifice is, and God ain't never let me down before. He'll meet me right here. So tithing is an expression of the faith of your forefather. And and I know he passed it on to the next generation because we catch Jacob tithing. Jacob was a tither. He was a giver. Can y'all give me just a few more minutes to move on just a little bit further? Y'all ain't bored yet, are you? So I told you I was gonna talk about two things, tithing and giving. 1 John 3, 16 says, whereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our life for who? For who? Brethren, I wonder if it's on the screen. In other words, we can measure God's love for us by the measure of his giving. Is that not what 1 John 3.16 says? Isn't it ironic that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he, For God so loved the world that he, Amen. Giving is for lovers only. Bottom line. Love for God and love for man. Oh my God, that sounds like a series you preached. The two greatest commandments is loving God with all your heart and loving your brother as yourself. And John starts preaching here, how dwells the love of God in you if you see your brother's got a need, you got what it takes to meet it and you're sitting on it. Hmm, this is gonna get rough. Then he makes a sobering inquiry. He asked the question that just blows me out of water. He said in verse number, uh, uh, 1 John 3, 17, whoever has this world's goods, sees his brother in need, shuts up the bowels of mercy from him, how dwells the love of God in him? John is presenting the case that if the love of God, which is characterized itself in giving dwells in you, then it can't help but express itself by giving to people who are in need. He said, this is the only way you're going to know if you're even a Christian. Because if you can be cruel and insensitive when your brother is in need, he said, you're not in the truth. My goodness. He said, you're not even in the truth. Amen. And don't sit there and say, oh God, if I just had it, I'd give it. That's understandable because he said, if you have it, and your brother is in need, and you withhold it, he said, you, you, you don't have the love of God in you. Now, all of a sudden, it's making sense. It's not about money at all. It's about love. It's all about love, and we've made it all about money. My tithe is an expression of my love for God. My giving is my expression for my love for my brother. My children, let us not love. I'm hurrying. Amen. I ain't gonna preach an hour, less than an hour. My little children, let us love in let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. This God kind of love is more than kind words spoken. Oh, be blessed, brother. Be warm. Be filled. Gonna pray for you. You know what you ought to say? Hold the prayer. Give me twenty. I'm just saying. You 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 keep the prayer, dude. Just just slap me about twenty and that'll go a whole lot longer. I'll praise God a whole more over that twenty than I will over your prayer. Cause you probably ain't gonna pray for Thank y'all for laughing. I just love courtesy laughs. So this kind of love is more than spoken words. It's sacrifices that are made for the benefit of somebody else. It's laying down your life, giving up your sonic coat. Sorry, Scott. Giving 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 up your your meal. Giving up your going to the movies, giving up something, amen. So you would have something to give. Amen. You ain't going to die on no cross for nobody. That ain't what he's talking about. He's talking about giving up something so that they could have it. That's another thing the church needs to understand is sacrificial giving. Oh, if I had it, I'd give it. You would have it if you wasn't blowing it. Now, now look, this is important because I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Amen. John, he went so far. He said, this is the only way you're going to know if you're a true Christian. You're a giver. If you're a true Christian, you're a giver. If you're sitting out there mad at me right now, you need to question your salvation. That just come out. It just come out. I don't know if I should blame that on the Holy Spirit or. Ain't that what John said? You got a problem given? You greedy? You stingy? You visitors are going to come back next week. It won't be so bad. he said this is how you tell if the love of God dwells in you it's by your sacrificial giving oh my God now it makes sense by this shall all men know you're my disciples by your love for how do they know I love them because I am demonstrating my love in a body this size. they shouldn't be nobody in this building going hungry. They shouldn't be nobody in this building going without. I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna prove it to you. They should be equality. 1 Corinthians chapter number eight to, uh, or 2 Corinthians chapter number eight or chapter number two. One of them books. <laughs> Amen He said they should be equality Wrap your mind around that You ain't supposed to be sitting there on your fat pocketbook While their lights is turned off How dwells the love of God in you Amen If you have resources And your brother ain't got a spotted dog I mean a A, 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 a potted meat in his ice box. Amen Matter of fact I'm, matter, matter of fact I ain't going there Matter of fact, tell your neighbor, matter of fact. So listen to me now. Now my tithe is holy. My my tithe is sacred. It's my sacrifice. It's my sacrifice of praise and honor to God. But my offering is determined by me. My offering is my expression for my love for the needy brother. And only I can determine what that will be. It cannot be coerced. It cannot be manipulated. Oh, I hear the Lord. If you'll give 100 bucks right now, you can sit in this section. All you $100 worshipers sit over here. Oh my God. You talking about manipulation? Amen. I just know when they do it, some $2 worshipers get up and go over there. I know they do it. I know they do it. Amen. I was in a church. I was in a church. I was in a church the other night and, and they done took up one offering. I mean, you know, done gave one offering. But then they said, okay, second offering. This is the $20 march. What was that? Say that again. So I felt obligated. I dug out 20. Hey, Amen, marched up there. You know what? I didn't get no credit for it because it was coerced. It wasn't. It wasn't willing. I just wanted to save face. Yeah, you're a pastor. I just want to save face. I wasn't sitting there. I said, Yeah, that preacher come over here in that big life church over there and he wouldn't even give 20, he wouldn't march for 20. And I was too scared of God to give five. <laughs> I was stuck, y'all. I was stuck. <laughs> Listen, so, so, so my tithe is holy, it's set. Mine because, amen, not because God said 10%, because it represents the whole. And I don't want to walk up here and misrepresent. Ooh, I don't want to misrepresent. And I want God to get the glory, amen, for every dollar he's given me. Not just net or gross, but... Because a lot of us learn how to manipulate the system where we have honed it down. because you don't understand tithing tithing's a heart condition it ain't about money can y'all receive that oh my god i only got about five minutes and i'm over an hour so my tithe is holy but my offering it's 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 my call it's my call look at this help me nisha you got to go quick speed me up second corinthians 9 7 and i'm going to give this to you out of the amplified let each one to give as he is what as he has decided in his own heart. Amen. I don't need no preacher to help me decide what I'm gonna give when it comes to giving in the offering. Because then it ceases to be worship, it's law again. Let each man give as he's thought about it, just as he has decided in his heart. Not, here it is, not grudgingly, not under compulsion, for God what? He loves a cheerful good giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. That's what I'm bringing. Have we got the same amplified? He said, that's what, I'm, that's what you're bringing. He said, you ain't bringing money, you're bringing your heart. Huh? Because where your treasure is. That's where your heart is. He said, he loves a cheerful. Hurry up, pastor. He loves a cheerful. Cheerful means prompt and willing. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves givers who don't have to be pushed. They don't have to be coerced, but they're willing and ready to respond to the need. Prompt, prompt, amen. And look what happens, amen. Look at verse number eight. And God, just give me one scripture at a time. Is that it? And God is able, and God is able to make all grace Favor, blessing come to you in abundance so that you always, under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable, charitable donation. He said, When you really learn how to give, I'll just keep giving you seed. I'll just keep giving you seed. I'll just keep giving you seed. Amen. When you learn to give it instead of hoard it, I'll just keep giving you seed until you get to the point to where whatever the need rises, I got it. I got it. God has blessed me with seed. See, you thought God blessed you with seed to go buy a four-wheeler. Bigger house, extra car. Amen. It ain't that God don't want you to be blessed with stuff, but you got to remember, said, I'm giving you seed to be sown. What verse did I just read you? Look at verse number nine. And as it is written and forever remains, he, the benevolent and generous person, scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, and somebody read this real loud with me. We got two different translations. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and on and on. The King James Version says his righteousness. Your Bible literally ties righteousness with giving. You mean if I give, I'm righteous? No, it means if you're righteous, you'll give. Remember, John said it's the proof that you're in right relationship with a loving God because you're acting just like him. Oh my God, my children need me. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I thought it was disrespectful to hear preachers tie giving to righteousness. Amen. And money is not righteous, that's for sure. But the giving of it is the fruit of a righteous heart. Are you following me? Does that make sense? Of your giving. Now, look at verse number 10. 10. Now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and do what? Multiply. Maybe I'll read your translation. And multiply your resources for what? And increase the fruits of your what? Which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Is your righteousness all mouth? Or is it expressed with your giving? Oh my God, that, this guy is too much. I want to I throw this point out there and I got to get out of here. He didn't call the tithe seed. He called it a sacrifice of worship, right? That represents the whole. He didn't call that seed. But isn't it interesting, when it comes to giving to men, he calls it seed. That within itself or to make you a giver. Why? Because the seed is only a minute, minuscule portion of what it can produce if it's planted. So God's turning a natural resource called money into a spiritual phenomenon and saying, now, you're sitting there saying, I would give if I had more and you're looking at your seed like it's the sum total instead of looking at it as an opportunity to sow it because how many knows you never sow one kernel of corn and it bring one ear of corn? Right? It brings a stalk with all kind of ears with hundreds of them little kernels. So giving is actually an opportunity for you to get something out of your hand and into God's hand so that he can multiply it in your life. Somebody would say, thank God for some seed. Thank God. Some of you in a position right now, you might as well sow it. It ain't enough to do anything with it anyway. Can I just be real? Might as well sow it. Uh, I won't even buy a Sonic Burger. I might as well just pull up and push the button. Let these girls walk out here, girls. (laughs) Can't afford no burger, but I'm gonna sow this seed. Because it's always lesser going in the ground than it is when it... Seed is always lesser going in the ground than when it comes out of the ground. Amen. And and Corinthians says, he that sows sparingly is going to reap sparingly. But he that scatters abroad and sows bountifully, he's going to reap bountifully. No wonder the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. I never did understand that till today. Because in my giving, I'm sowing. And I'm sowing because I'm righteous and I have the love of God in me and I can't stand the fact that you don't have something when I do and I'm just increasing my fruits of righteousness wow I'm just increasing my fruits of righteousness and I gotta stop right here I can't go on because it goes on to say that this chapter we're reading that up was them sending a gift to a poor church and he said, because of your giving, they're over our next Sunday and they're shouting and they're running like Nathan Plunkett. They're just running all over the church and they're giving glory to God and you're way over here. They're in Africa. Where else we send money? Uh, uh, Philippines. And they're shouting and praising God because you sent seed over there. And the Bible said, and they're praying for you. So my righteousness is increasing while I'm still sitting over here. Amen. When you give it to that Christian person, and that's another lesson that's got to be taught that we're not doing the right thing giving all these goods to heathens. It's not scriptural. It's not scriptural. Why? Because they're going to devour it. They're never going to praise God. They're never going to, amen, because you gave to them. He said, but when you help the brethren, there ain't no scripture for helping the heathen, but when you help the brethren, they're going to get down beside their bed at night and say, God, bless oh Hondy. He spotted me a 20 today when I didn't know if I was going to make it through. Amen, and God's being glorified, and your fruits of righteousness is just being expected. Just, just give it. Just give it. Just give it. Just, just give it. Just sow it. Just sow it. Just sow it. Just sowing just, sow just sow it. Amen. Here, can I sow some seed right here? I don't know if you don't need or not. I don't really care if you need or not. Amen. It's just the love of God, and I want to give. Amen. And that little old 20 is going to come back something else, okay? Can you just be the soil that I can sow into? Amen. Uh, Can I just sow? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm running out of money. Can I borrow some seed? (laughs) Amen. I'm sorry, sis. That's all I got left, or I'd give give you more. Amen it's more blessed to give than it is to receive why amen it's because I love you and I love God amen and and, and I just need to get some seed in the ground because it's a principle now we're not talking about tithing you did I feel the Holy Ghost in this it's not about tithing no more it's not about tithing no more it's about giving and he said I can give whatever I want to he said give according to the crop you want to come back give according to the crop you want to come back. Amen. You wonder why you're so broke and busted? Maybe it's because we are a measly givers. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. God ain't trying to take nothing away from you. Mm -mm, He don't need nothing. He's just trying to position you to be an expression of the love of God everywhere you go everywhere you go. Now I've preached it. I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to throw something out there for you just to chew on. I've never been a preacher to look at our finances. I don't know who ties, who don't tie. I don't check the records. My financial committee's going to bring me under check, but I don't check records. I don't want nothing to alter me in my relationship with you. You know what I mean? I don't want to know. I don't know. I want y'all to know. I want you financial people to know because I don't want my preaching or my disposition to be altered by what I know. And I'm just a man. But one thing I do know, and you may find this as a shock, about 20 families carries this work with their tithes. And then the offering comes in. There's enough of us here. If we learned what tithing was all about, we could change the world. We could change. They would never be, no, no, you can't have that for all them teens. It's coming. No, you can't feed them hungry kids. It's coming. Over a hundred. How many of you feed every Wednesday night back there and you don't feed all of them? Ninety? To a hundred, and we don't feed the teens. And there's how many? 40 to 60. Don't even feed them. If we understood the heart of giving and sowing, we would never have to say, cut the food out, we can't feed them no more. They would be in abundance in my house. Be abundance in my house. And you say, "Well, my little old dollar ain't gonna make no difference." You didn't get the scripture, did you? Thank you, thank you, Hundy. You didn't get the scripture. He said, "He will multiply the seed you sow." In other words, when you just give it, God will turn it into more. He'll turn it into more. Stand with me all over this place. My prayer is you're about to leave this building, and my prayer is that you won't leave here saying, "Oh my God, that preacher harped on money." I hope you didn't receive that spirit. I prayed and fasted that God don't let me preach with that old preacher condemnation preaching, because that's not New Testament given. Help me not to preach in a way that coerces, maybe convicts, but not coerces, because that ain't gonna help you. It ain't gonna help the church. It ain't gonna help nothing else. I'm not even gonna receive an offering. I'm not even going to receive an offering. Candy, Candy, I want you to come up here and get ready. She's going to close this out with a little presentation. But before she does, right there where you're standing, right there where you're standing, why don't you just talk to Jesus and say, Father, I want to be a true worshiper. I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a worshiper. I don't want to do anything out of legalism I don't want to do anything out of law or coercion. I just want to be a true worshiper. I want to be a true son of Abraham. I want to be of the faith. That's what I want, Father. And I want you to be glorified. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to Life Church of Columbia.